Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we'll let you in on it. Nice job, Glenn. Okay, so that's now officially your job. (laughs) Good job. Um, How was your weekend? Oh, girl, the most. Why? Wait, I want to introduce ourselves. I know, we didn't introduce ourselves at all. I'm Chelsea Pinky. I know, I waited for you to do it because it took... Seem like that's like how okay. it goes. Okay. So you're Chelsea. I'm Chelsea Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. Still reporting live from the Bay Area. You're Yay not in area. the Bay. Oh yeah, you she are might, in the Bay. I'm in the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Where she stay? My bad, my bad. You got it, girl. Bay Area. Okay, yeah. But how was your? Oh weekend? yeah, the weekend was the most. I just, I just, I moved units in my apartment, which is just the fucking most. But it's really great because I, I just got the leveled up fucking apartment. The bitch just set up her fucking walk-in closet. She has a deck. She's getting a new kitchen remodel, a new bathroom remodel. Well, if you need help, let me know. I know. It's just right now. It just looks like a hot ass mess in there. Yeah. And I'm taking like a writing workshop on the weekends. So that's just a good. Lot of it's things. good to stay busy. Be busy. Maybe take some multivitamins. I think I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I just ordered like, have y'all heard of moon dust or whatever it's called? No. What's moon, moon dust? Juice? Moon juice? Oh, that's yeah. Like, that's that good weed? No. <laughs> it's me trying to be a bohemian ass bitch. It's like all of these adaptogen dusts, and they're called like sex dust, brain dust, sleep dust. And you put them in your matcha or in your like fake coffee thing that people make these days, like bulletproof coffee and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It's all these natural roots So it's and like herbs. vitamins cut up? Yeah, like in a dust. In a but dust. it's like all these roots and things. Rishi, mushrooms and things. So yeah, I'll cool. report back. Anyway. Well, I've actually been taking herbs too. Oh yeah? Yeah, I've been every morning. I've been um, taking um, golden seal, which is... I did some... Re- My mom suggested it because like... I've been like breaking out and like just like having some health issues. And my mom was like, take golden seal. You probably just need like a a bodily cleanse. Mm. And I've been taking it and I've been feeling better. Like honestly feeling better. Now the thing with golden seal though is it's disgusting. So like it's like this bitter, nasty tea. But it's like my mom takes it, like does a golden seal cleanse. Um, Sorry, that's my phone. Does a golden seal <laughs> cleanse like once every six months. What? Is this some Caribbean elixir? I mean, the guy who gave it to me was Trinidadian. Shade, have you heard seal. of golden seal from your Grenadian side? I have not. We're just some straight up cod liver oil types. Oh, cod yeah. liver oil is good, but but it doesn't do everything. Look up golden seal. But anyways, Shade, how was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. Oh my God. My phone is on too. Oh my God. Put it on silent. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Um, Weekend was amazing. I've been traveling like crazy. I was just in LA, but I went to my friend's grandmother's 75th birthday party. um, And they are Indian and they are lit. And it was so much fun. So I now need to go to like every single event that they throw because they know how to party. Yes. Yeah, no, I love Indian stuff. You told me that you met like a Trinidadian woman there, but you didn't tell me if she was Indio Trini or Negro Trini. Oh, no, Afro Trini. Oh, yeah, so she, <laughs> Negro Trini. So she was Indian. She actually didn't even really speak English that well. So like the extent of our conversation didn't go very far. But um, 
she was like, oh my gosh, come to my house and I have to cook for you. And I was like, say, say no oh, more. Hell yeah. Okay. And just for the record, we were saying something about Negro earlier. That's why it was on my brain. That's what we do. <laughs> that sounded crazy. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> listeners, by now you might be like, well, why haven't I heard their beautiful voices, but mostly Chelsea's beautiful <laughs> voice? Um, and it's just cause we didn't really find, think that it would be appropriate to sing about this particular topic. Um, this week we had a lot of things planned, like really fun, uh, kiki like episode plan, but, um, all this shit is happening in the news with regards to me too. Um, so between Brett Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby, um, and lots more. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this week. And it's a, a serious topic, obviously. So we're not singing, but I'll come back with the tunes next week. <laughs> um, so should we just jump right in, ladies? Yeah, Yeah. let's get into it. Um, so if you have been living under a rock, you know about Brett. You don't, you might not know about Brett Kavanaugh, but um, he is the man who Trump who was the Trump nominee to fill the Supreme Court vacancy, um, a Democrat left, um, Kennedy, right? Um, and so uh, Trump wants Brett Kavanaugh to fill that spot. Um, and, like, it's a lifetime role. Like, there's no precedent of someone losing that title. So, like, if he gets this, it's a very big deal. Like, he'll probably have it up until he dies unless he quits. Um but it's also supposed to be like a nonpartisan role, um, and which was very strange because he was screaming the whole time um, about Democrats and how this is a ploy from the Clintons and everyone's attacking him. Like he was acting hysterical and ridiculous. But let me just back up a little bit. Basically, this man, um, well, basically, Christine, Dr. Christine Ford who's from a California psychology professor. Um, she is accusing uh, Kavanaugh of trying to rape her in their teenage years. Um, it was during a house party. They said that they were hanging out after, um, you know, hanging out at the country club, I believe. And then they went back to someone's house. They were drinking, all underage. Um, she goes upstairs, followed by Brett Kavanaugh and his friend, um, and they pin her down. She's screaming, stop. Kavanaugh is, and I'm so sorry if this is triggering, by the way, for anyone. Um, but she described it. Um, Kavanaugh, like, uh, covers her mouth and is silencing her. And the only way he, the way how he stopped was his friend got drunk, stumbled, rolled over, which pushed him off of her. And then she ran out, um, so that was the testimony she gave. It seems so genuine. Like, mm -hmm. it was so hard to listen to. Um, I think we talked about this in the chat. Like, many times we joke about privileged white, woman, white women. But, like, in this case, it was just like, wow, I feel, I feel for you so much. Um, am I missing anything about this case? Uh, he, he has two daughters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was interesting. For, yeah. I... I was seeing all these images because I was kind of late because I was like watching on like West Coast time and I had been like running around. 
So, you know, the memes and all the photos were like pouring in and they were photos of these women like looking at him in like disgust. Yeah. But it was actually like his wife and his friends. Yep. Yep. Which I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. That was really interesting, too. People like took that image and tried to make it memeable. But yeah, those people that are in his corner. Yeah, but the result was that he was, I mean, they're going to do a a one-week-long FBI um, investigation, investigation, but, I mean, if everything pans out, he will be pushed through, Um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because he just, like, wasn't answering anyone's questions. Um, There was one moment that you'll probably, you could easily find on YouTube where um, a Democratic senator is, like, you know... Did, did you have you ever blacked out? And his response is, uh, well, have you ever blacked out? Have, have you ever blacked out? Like it's literally ridiculous. acting like a frat boy teenager right. exactly. during this entire hearing, which is supposed to be so serious. And like, well, it is so serious. Like this man is going to have major power if he gets this seat. Um, and then they're like, well, are you okay with an FBI investigation? And he's like, not answering the question. He's like, I wanted it the day after, you know, this all came out. Like it was just so ridiculous. I feel like I'm missing so much. This shit was literally like nine hours long. You can find it on YouTube. Maybe we can like link it in the description if you have time, but it's nine hours of this man screaming, um, of this woman, like so eloquently, like saying like what happened to her. Um, saying that she remembers everything it's 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 bothering her so much that she wanted to have two doors installed in her house because she's so like scared um till this day um yeah and the whole time i was also thinking if a woman was behaving like this there would be so much shit like she's so emotional she's crazy like he was yelling this is the temperament that the type of temperament that they're gonna allow on the supreme court that's a good fucking point. Like, he should be collected and calm. Like, why? And if you're so innocent, why are you behaving like that? Exactly. And then, like, why, how can you even continue to still consider someone for an appointment if this, if, if there's even any sort of doubt or any kind of word that he, this person is associated with this at all? Yep. Like, and she wasn't the only woman. Woman, no, two other wasn't. women came out and said and alleged similar things um, that he showed himself at a party, mm. um, all sorts of things. And he's just denied, denied, denied. <laughs> it's crazy. Y'all should watch it. Y'all should really watch it. You know what's so interesting about that is that it took place at um, Georgetown Prep, mm-hmm. which is wild because my cousin went there like on a football scholarship. And I remember thinking like, damn, you go to school with like a lot of wealthy ass white boys. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that this is, that's the culture in that school. Yeah, of course. That's the and in place in in all sorts of environments like that. That fratty ass energy, mm-hmm. like none of that surprises me. Right, and yeah, and they protect each other. Shade, I'm sure you saw the same shit at like Trinity. Right. Um, yeah, that was why I was like, so well, honestly, like the way we even decided to do this episode because, like, obviously, we are care a lot about like social issues but like we haven't really like gotten in depth in terms of things with like the me too movement but i think we were all so bothered and like triggered by this this situation because this definitely reminded me of my school and like some of the really just like elitist assholes that went to my school i had know so many people who have literally had this exact thing happen to them Mm -hmm. and 
it was just like a very normalized thing on my campus. Like sexual assault happened very often on my campus. And mm. it was just kind of like swept under the rug. That's why when I was hearing this woman tell this story, I'm like, this doesn't surprise me in any way, which is so sad. Yeah. And then this all came following Bill Cosby's mm-hmm. arrest. Um, so I know I was posting a lot about Bill Cosby going to jail and a lot of people were in my DMs like, this is just racist, like kind of defending him. <clears throat> and I was like, while I understand that it is way, way harder on the justice, like in the justice system for a black man, like we know that. You're literally defending a rapist when you right. say these things. Like, that's what you're doing. And they're like, well, there's no proof. 35 women saying the same story isn't proof? Wait, what happened to Weinstein? Like, where I is he at? I think he's going to be getting in trouble soon. Okay, hopefully. so he's going to go on trial? Hopefully. I don't know that much about him. That He's like at a, on a Riviera someplace. Right. Like, the fuck? Like, so I do Who understand knows? how people were upset. Like, one of the things that they were saying was just, like, everybody else should be going down the same way. Right. But he still needs to be doing his time. So, like, Bill Cosby. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, it did, like, pain me a little bit. Of course. To see him yeah. go down. I mean, the whole thing, the, the whole investigation the, over, I don't even know. The past how many years? Mm-hmm. Maybe the past yeah. year that we've been having this conversation about this. Plus, low-key, we've all... There's been whispers and murmurings about this stuff with Bill Cosby forever. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved a lot of the work he did. Fucking little Bill was amazing. Yeah, I mean, we, but, we loved his work, but we have to understand... I mean, it reminds me of the Boondocks when they had that R. Kelly mm-hmm. episode. Like, you have to understand... We have to learn to separate, like, the artists, fr- well, not even, I don't even know if that's the right way of putting it because we have to understand, like, yeah, he was talented, but that don't mean he, his ass shouldn't be in jail. Nope. If he raped 35 women, then he's right where he belongs. Sure. I, I don't care how old he is. You know, he's going to, he, whatever. And then Amber Rose got a lot of flack for saying, like, I hope you die in jail. Oh, shit. Did well, you a lot of people are yeah. he is probably going to die. He, he comes out of jail she hopes he like serves his time and then he dies or something. Yeah. 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 So he's doing three to 10 years, which that to me seems, I mean, he's, he's 80. So, you know, who knows how long he'll be living, but even that I feel is not even as grave because you have sex offenders serving less time than people who were selling marijuana. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense to me. And I feel like all of it stems from one, we have to understand that women's rights and like sexual assault and sexual predators, like this is something that we just don't, I think, address well as a society And, you know, people were comparing him to Brock Turner, who was the um, athlete. I'm not sure what school he went to, but he was on the swim team. Stanford. Mm -hmm. Stanford. He um, raped an unconscious girl. Mm. And, Mm. like, how much time did he serve? I feel like he didn't even serve that much time. Oh, sentenced to six months in jail. 
Oh my God. Did y'all read? I forgot. Where did I read the open letter or something that the, the woman who was assaulted or raped wrote? Hmm. Isn't that the one where she literally woke up behind a dumpster? Wow. And just really quickly to circle back to the Amber Rose thing, like, I get that people think that that's extreme, but at the end of the day, you don't know what experience that woman had and how triggering this whole situation is for her to hear people defending him. And it was all over Instagram. People Mm -hmm. weren't hiding it. They were like you know, proudly defending Bill Cosby. And like for someone who has experienced sexual assault, that's like a a punch in the throat, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get it. I don't know. The whole thing was so crazy. So that day, one of my friends, well, last week was wild and triggering for a lot of people. Right. And one of my friends texted me like extremely emotional. Like this is all bringing up a, a lot for me that like, she had i guess like buried Mm. and then it caused me to like think a lot about rape culture i guess and just like yeah rape culture yeah thinking about like i remember i was at a party in college and it was these weird ass dudes that they were always like tripping on acid or shrooms or something so Mm -hmm. when you go in their house they would have those like glow in the dark signs that would like start to wave and stuff when they were high and it was like four or five in the morning and we're at the tail end of a house party and they they come out talking about like, oh, we got our special punch, blah, 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 blah. It's just like a bunch of dudes and maybe like five girls. And they pass me this cup. I'm looking at the bottom of the cup. There's mad grains in the cup. I'm like, what are these grains? Like, what are these small ass pebbles in right. here? Right. And I'm like, I'm not fucking drinking this. I find out like years later that this was like some punch they always made that they put like, like, Valium in it and like a, a, a mix of different pills. Yeah, I mean, you know? that's super normal. At my college, there was this frat and it was a joke like, don't drink the apple cider. Ha ha ha. And it was what? like funny, right? So one time I drink, drank the apple cider because I'm like, this can't be real. Like, what? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this can't be real. Like, we all here, these guys are our no. friends, right? <laughs> You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. So I'm, you know, I'm drinking it, whatever. First of all, just to even cycle back, I don't know if this is still the case, but I was in a sorority and sororities couldn't throw parties. It We had to go to mm-hmm. frat parties because in the state of New York, I don't know if it's still the case. Look it up. In the state of New York, while I was going to college, if a, if a sorority threw a party in their house, it would be considered a brothel. Which is insane. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, so basically the men controlled everything. They had, they control the parties, they control the alcohol, they made the drinks. We just showed up. Right. Mm. Anyways, I drink this punch and I couldn't even feel my hands. Like it was so weird. And come to find out they had put like ketamine in the, in the punch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So like when they were saying, don't drink the punch, like they were being dead ass serious. Right. But that's what, and that's the whole like rape culture thing where we were able to like, where it became a, some tongue-in-cheek, like, joke that people right. knew. Right. Like, what? Even sometimes, like, and I know my mom doesn't mean it, but, like, when yeah. I'm getting dressed, she's like, are you walking outside alone? Like, mm-hmm. because she understands that for a lot of entitled guys, the way how you're dressed is becomes an invitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so you even have to worry about that because that's just the culture we live in. I just want to quickly share a tweet. Um, instead of asking, this tweet is from J smooth nine, nine, five. He wrote, instead of asking, should an 81 year old B 
be punished this way. Another question you could ask is, should a lifelong serial rapist have escaped punishment until he was 81? Mm. Yeah. High key. High key. Also, side note, let's not forget that our president is a sexual predator. All time. Um, let me just read a little quick quote. Yes. <laughs> let me read a quick quote. Oh, this is what our president, mm-hmm. our president said. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they just let you do it. You can do anything. Just grab them by the pussy. Our president said that. So if our president's allowed to say that, what message is that sending? I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) What message is that sending to these boys coming up? Like, yeah, you could cry me too, but the fucking president is allowed to sexually assault women and he's allowed to become the president of the United States. So it's like so much mixed messaging. Right. And 22 women have accused Trump of sexual misconduct. It That doesn't even make sense that he's still in office. Yeah. But then this person with all of these allegations against him is supporting Kavanaugh who has allegations against him as well. Like none of, none of that even adds up. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's... That's why really we need to vote because once these people get certain titles, I'm pretty sure if the president of the United States like shoot someone, I don't think they, they necessarily have to go to jail. What? Like, can't they pardon There's themselves? Pardons? I don't. I'm, I don't know if that's factual, but I do know like certain roles comes with a lot of power. You Are know what I'm saying? Above the law. Um, yeah. It seems like Trump is. Yeah. Why isn't his it's ass in jail yet? Old boys club. Yeah. Yeah, that's what one thing um, my friend was telling me that was, like, so hard for her to watch was um, Ford, like, delivering her, like, testimony in front of a fucking sea of old white men. Oh, my God, yes. Did you see how um, they posted the picture up of all the senators, the male senators, and then they posted up a picture of The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, shit. Like, and it looked identical. Like, it's just a bunch of men that run everything. And she used to talk about these graphic details of an assault that happened to her while people are, like, questioning whether or not she's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The saddest part, I think, to me was that she had expressed that she, you know, wanted to suppress this and just, like, move on. Mm -hmm. But then saw that this man was potentially going to be on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, well, why did she wait so long to tell? And it's like some victims of assault, like, don't have to tell their story. They don't owe anyone anything Mm -hmm. on things that happen to them. And absolutely, like, she should share this now if this is going to happen. And another thing that people are really afraid of this man becoming, um, a member of the Supreme Court is allegedly he's like super anti-abortion. So people are really nervous about like Roe versus Wade. And it's just really scary to think that like we've come so far, but really it seems like we're taking so many steps back, especially in terms of like women's rights. And, you know, those 63% of white women that voted for Trump. Yeah. Where are they now? And so... So, so just really quick, after the Senate hearing, several Democrats on the Senate um, Judiciary Committee walked out um, after the Republicans voted to approve the motion to send uh, Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court, um, to the U.S. Senate for debate. But my thing is, this isn't a a Democrat or Republican issue. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Republican girls get raped too. Fuck, Republican guys get raped too. Like, it's not even only a women's issue. Like, people get assaulted, sexually assaulted, and we should understand that no matter who it is, it's wrong, you know? And, like, the fact that this is being, like, kind of, rep- kind of like, put in the media and, like, not even in the media. It seems like in the government. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's a democratic thing. Like, right. How is like, it a democratic how have, thing? How does a Democrat or a Republican have a different stance on sexual assault, right? Exactly. There is no kind of political side that you should be able to take. Exactly. It's a moral issue. Right. Human issue. Yeah. So what I found so interesting about sort of like the language that we've used in the first part of this conversation is that none of it has centered black women at all. Mm. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people kind of took... Um. That made the Me Too movement, at least even for, I'll speak personally for myself, and even just like feminism in general, always seems extremely white and like yes. leaves women of color mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, and the story, you know, with even the, de- the development of the term Me Too, it was actually like created by Tarana Burke like some years ago. But then, um, God, I forgot the name of the actress that tweeted about it. Uh, um, the, she was on Charmed. Yeah, the yeah. chick from Charmed, Alyssa, Alyssa- Milano. Yeah. yeah. But then, Twitter quickly got her together and was like, ah, no, girl, this phrase and movement has existed for a long time. But still, it began to be this thing that was, like, championed by white women, especially white women with a lot of money and Mm -hmm. with a lot of, like, status. And I feel like we see a lot of, like, well, recently we're seeing women women coming forward and sharing their stories on, on like, a public stage. But rarely am I seeing, like, a woman of color getting that same amount of space i mm-hmm. guess um and it happens all the time too i don't know and i was also thinking about this might be a stretch right but i feel like when i hear these stories of like black women in assault it's these like very mm, i don't know i feel like it's some low-key incestuous type of thing that people talk about it's right like, like, oh, the, like uncle. The, um, the dirty uncle kind of thing it's this thing that happens like within the household that people keep like on the low or right. something, but there we are. Our bodies are also just as like likely to be assaulted in in spaces like a college mm. as well. I mean, all of those things matter, and we should be able to express them. Or like, I feel like they should be more part of the narrative. Although, as you said, like no one is required to share that story. Right. But I think if there was more of that like visibility, then more women would more women of color wouldn't feel as alone. Or yeah. isolated from out of the conversation. Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with power, the mm-hmm. dynamics of power. And like, I guess if you put every different type of person on in a line, a black woman would probably be the least powerful. For sure. Um, like even thinking about what Anita Hill did years ago. Exactly. She was going and she was going up against a black man, but mm-hmm. she did not stand a chance. You know, like she was so brave and like had all these smart people behind her. I'm pretty sure Michelle, um, before she was Obama, Michelle, um, Michelle now Obama was like one of the maybe young attorneys on the case or something. Um, but yeah, she, she did this years ago before the me too movement and was brave enough to tell her story and go up against this powerful person. But you know, next to a powerful person, the black woman is still probably the, you know, yeah. So we built some stats because we were obviously like curious about how often assault happens. So in the U.S., one in five women will be raped at some point in their lives. 
And in the U.S., one in three women experience some form of contact, some sort of sexual violence in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it looks like 51% of female victims of rape reported being raped by an intimate partner mm-hmm. and 41% by an acquaintance. Yep. So then we were like, okay, so what does this mean for you know women of color? And it looks like sexual violence actually affects black women at even higher rates. So more than 20% of black women are raped during their lifetime, wow. higher than um, women overall. Yeah. And for every African-American woman who reports her rape, at least 15 African-American women do not report theirs. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and why do you all think that is? I why know, do that's you, what I was trying to say here, trying why, to wonder. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that a woman could um, be a victim of this sort of violence and not report it? Uh, well, a woman in general? A woman in general. Yeah, because some white women don't report it as well. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's partially probably, okay, there's a lot here. Uh, when you're talking about it being from an intimate partner or an associate, there could be this sort of feeling of, of having to protect this person. Mm. And then there's always this sort of like gray area, especially with when it, if it is with someone that you know or are involved with in that kind of way that you're sort of like, wait, what just happened to me? Right. Kind of. People are always like, what's the proof? Right. Like, where's the concrete mm-hmm. evidence? Like, it's... Yeah. Like... Even they they even say like if you are you know God forbid if you're ever the if you're ever raped you shouldn't shower yeah you know true. and like that I feel like that might be your first inclination is to like oh my god Shit, like I, I just want to oh get this god. I just want to get this off of me like it's disgusting but they're mm-hmm. saying like because if you don't shower then you then you have some sort of proof I saw that from Law and Order yeah That's- <laughs> yeah but a fact. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think that like gray area thing gets very strange. And now people are saying some my roommate was telling me that she saw like a, a guy, I guess like there people were being interviewed after the trial. And this dude was like, what am I even supposed to say to women now? I can't even talk to them. Everything that I would ever say is going to be wrong. I can't just go up to somebody in a bar anymore. Oh, you can say women hello. Are out all the time. Oh my it's god! Like, oh god! So now everybody is like on edge or whatever. Well, maybe what that's a good thing. Assault, right? But um, be but on yeah. edge. Walk on your tippy toes. <laughs> but I do so, think there so, else probably. Oh, sorry, Shade. No, there was this one post. I I was trying to find it just now. I can't find it. So I'm sorry, whoever tweeted this, but um, I saw it like on Instagram, and this woman recounts these three scenarios, and in one of them, she's like wearing really promiscuous clothing and kind of like flirting with a guy and he, you know, kind of approaches her and he's like, oh, you don't seem really interested. So I'll just leave you alone. And she's like, thankfully that night Mm. I did not encounter a rapist. Mm. And then another scenario, she actually like ends up going home with a guy. They're like in bed, they're making out. But like, again, she doesn't really seem into it. And he's like, you know, like this isn't an enjoyable if like you don't enjoy it. And he left and she was like, thankfully that night I did not encounter a rapist. And it's like so many scenarios in which like the woman, it's like flipped on the woman. I thought it was interesting how she flipped it on the man. It was like, thankfully he was not a rapist because in all those situations, like nothing can cause you to be raped aside from you being with a rapist and people like have such a hard time understanding that and and swallowing that. It's like, there's nothing a woman could do that, 
could make it her fault. Like you were literally a rapist. You, you have to have consent and the woman has to be okay with that. And even if, you know, there is that gray area, like, I feel like a lot of times I've had an encounter like that where like the guy will be like, are you good? Are you Mm -hmm. feeling this? Are you into it? And you know, they, they're not literally saying like, tell me, yes, tell me this is, is okay. But you know, like they're reading your body language and they're like respecting you. Whereas like, there are scenarios in which men are like very aggressive and very pushy. And like, I feel like, you know, when you're in the wrong. Yo, exactly. that's what's so crazy. I was thinking about that a lot. Like a few encounters that I had with dudes where they kept asking me like a bunch of questions and like just stopping every time. And I remember at the time being like, oh my God, like, why are you doing the most right now? Like, I'm here with you. We about to fuck. Like, <laughs> chill. But then like, now I'm thinking about it in retrospect, like, they did the right praise thing. God, right? Like, and I mean, who's to say if they were doing it for me and also to protect themselves, but you know both things are valid but yeah and you're and you can always feel someone's body language too so that's what is just- yeah that was um i don't know if you all remember the aziz ansari situation right. mm-hmm. um which to be honest it was it was very controversial because mm-hmm. the area was so gray so basically um i think i'm not i'm not i think this girl worked with him or something either way they were on a date yeah. um and I guess he was into it a lot more than she was. And she, I think they had sex. Or, she or they didn't have sex. Giving him head or something. Whatever. Either way, she the problem, she didn't say no. Right. And a lot of women were like, well, if you don't want to be in a situation, then you need to say no. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was also my initial reaction was like, yeah. why she didn't say no and just leave. Right. But also like... I'm thinking about with my own situations where I've been in situations where I'm just like, I don't really want to be here, but like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, it's hard. It's hard to just, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a situation where it does get kind of gray and it's kind of, it seems clear to me that I'm not trying to do anything, Yeah. but it's like, no one's picking up on the signs. So maybe we need to have these... Very clear conversations. Are you trying to have sex? Would you like to have sex? Maybe we do. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. Because I started thinking about... I remember one time I went on a date with this guy in like the freshman... My freshman year of college. He... We had like mutual friends who we had never met in person, right? So I'm in college in DC and he and I are like Facebook messaging for months. And I remember I was home on a break and I'm super hyped to like finally meet up on him, meet up with him. I like fantasized about him in my mind about this first time us chilling we go down to Williamsburg. We're like smoking weed. We go have pizza, all this shit. Like it's a cute date, but I'm low key also not feeling any kind of chemistry between us. Right. So I, I don't think I'm giving him that energy. I didn't think so. So then he's like, Oh, you want to go up to this roof where I usually chill? And I'm like, I guess, but I was hoping we would do more stuff in the outside world. Like maybe go to a movie, maybe do more stuff. I'm like, why am I now sitting on this rooftop with you? Right. So we're at this roof and then Suddenly we're like in a staircase and we're like making out. But I remember be- thinking like, I don't want to be kissing him right now. Right. And he was on me. Right. Like it was disgusting, like to this day. And I I, I can't remember, but I, I seem to feel like maybe my hand was then suddenly like on his dick. Right. The whole thing was just very weird, but I was still kissing him back. Yeah. And I don't know. It was really strange. And then I called my friend. Well, me and my friend were supposed to meet up anyway, 
and I had given her the address of where I was. So then she like popped up and I remember feeling like, oh my God, praise God. Like I'm about to get out of here. Yeah. And I still didn't know like what to make of it. I stopped talking to him for like weeks and then I ran into him at a party and he was looking all like feeling away. Like, why'd you curve me? Blah, 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 blah. Like he had no idea. He had made me so uncomfortable. Right. And ended up shunning me and doing some wild shit, like low key violating me in a party, like back up off me type of situation. It was just all types of fucked up. So I feel like the moral of the story is like a big issue that we need to address is the communication. Yeah. Like in terms of sex, you can't just assume someone wants to have sex. Um, And then is it on the guy? Like he shouldn't assume that someone's having sex or like, do we also need to be like more clear when we don't? I don't know. In those situations, yes. Yes. Upfront with what you're into, what you're not, like all of that types of stuff, like what goes too far. Like, you know, I know people that have, their partners have wanted to have like anal sex with them when they, when that's the thing that they didn't want to do. Right. And suddenly they're being anally penetrated. It's like, whoa. Yeah. What all this is honestly teaching me is I really want to, like whenever I have children, have explicit conversations with them. Like if I have a son, I want to have an explicit conversation because a lot of times like moms of sons would be like them fast girls, them fast girls. Like, no, rewind, teach your son to control himself (laughs) and to, to, to ask the questions that he needs to ask. And it's not only to protect himself against any sort of allegation, but it's also to just be a decent human being and be respectful of this girl. Similarly, I want to teach my girls that you have as much power in a sexual situation as a man does. And I feel like we're not taught that. Totally. Like even when it comes to like pleasure, like, you know how long it took me to just like openly say, Hey, mister, this is what I want you to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And even still, it's awkward. Totally. Like, it takes to me... Have I have to do that... Voice. Yeah, I do that to my man. Right. But I wouldn't do that on a first hookup. No you know, way. on a first hookup, it's like, okay, just... I'm just here. I know. It's almost like my voice is gone. Or, like, when I do speak, it's some small-ass voice. It's like, where did my voice go? Yeah. It, but we're not taught to have a voice sexually. Totally. That's like, what I'm thinking. Like, the conversation that I did have with my mom about these sort of situations was... It, de- it, it more so felt like, for one, she, it, I feel like she was alluding towards, like, people in my family or people that have been close to me because I was, like, a little girl at the time when we had those conversations. So it's, like, mm-hmm. who was going to take advantage of me at, like, seven or eight or, like, who are these older men that are, that are around yeah. in general? But we never had another conversation, like, before I went to, to college yeah. um, where those types of situations get very dicey or where someone could literally just take full advantage of your body. Like, I'm thinking about how many times you've heard... Dudes in the past just casually say they ran a train on someone or that they were Eiffel Towering a girl. Or how many times, I'll speak for myself, have I been, I mean, it didn't happen that many times. God, this is going to sound so bad because even me, I feel like I've suppressed it, but like that I've been so drunk and someone has had sex with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that is not So many times I wake up, I'm like, oh shit, I did have sex. Right, It'll be a person I but was I was dating. I was I was vomiting. Yeah. So why did you choose to have sex with me if I was vomiting? Yeah, and then I wake I, up I and I'm like, friends. okay, so, yeah. let me just go home. Mm-hmm. Because then you're looked at as like a snitch or like a, oh, this girl's crazy. If you're like, 
yo, that was rape. Or like that was sexual assault. Or like that right. something about that was very wrong. I was vomiting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We need to we need to do some deep, deep work. Lord help. Shada, you kinda quiet. Know, Are you cooking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I don't know. I'm taking it all in because like I'm now all these scenarios and situations are like popping up in my head and I'm like, shit, yeah, that did happen. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, I I would say like, it's not, it's not like thinking about these situations isn't something that like is triggering in the sense that I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I was like violated, but I'm just like, wow. And, and Glenn, it makes me think of that meme that I sent to you. Um, oh no, it was like a, uh, a Twitter post. And it was like, you don't want sex. You just want physical validation that you are sexually desired to replace the emotional desire to be loved. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of women have sex to replace that kind of like emotional lacking or to kind of like fulfill something for a guy that they like really like. And so they feel like it's the right thing, the right thing to do Mm -hmm. when in reality, it's like, Maybe you didn't want to have sex with that person. Maybe you just wanted to, like, like you said, Glenn, like, just hang out. Right, right. But it feels like that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. And in the situations where, like, maybe you were drunk and someone had sex with you or you guys had sex, and, like, the next day when you don't even want to call it sexual assault or rape, I think a piece of that has to do with it kind of feels icky, Mm -hmm. like, or it's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. Or it's like, oh, like, am I dirty? Like, you know, it's like a, it's like a gross, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not a good feeling. So you just like, okay, we were both drunk. Right. To know that you have been violated, like that your body, someone took your body, basically. Right. right. Did, had their way with your body. Right. It was very icky. And yeah. most sexual assault is not from strangers. It's someone you know, someone yep. who's in your circle, someone who's in your family, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, really quick, I also want to say when I'm a mom, I'm not going to do this shit my mom did. She would be like, if anybody touch you over there, I will kill him. <laughs> kill him. And like, I get it. She was like, very like, you know, you need to tell me. But also then I was like, damn, I'm scared to tell you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it was something little, because like, you're going to, you're going to blow off the handle. Right. So like, as a parent making your children understand that. If anything happens, they need to tell you and you will handle it. Exactly. Oh, God, Lord. And I just feel like I always hear stories like this, too, though, about, I mean, maybe this is, I've never heard anyone personally, but I feel like there's a narrative of girls telling their parents and they don't want to believe it or some shit. Mm, That happens, too, especially if it's, like, someone in the family. Exactly. Or, like, somebody's stepfather or something and the mom is like, oh, I finally got a man. It becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Like... I feel like that happened in Precious or something like that. I don't know. Which yeah. All- she got pregnant by her stepfather. Right. Um, also, really quick, you guys, and it's so fucking annoying. You need to fucking watch Random Acts of Flyness. But they actually had an episode about rape culture, and the scenes were just so intense. Like, it was an episode where Whoopi Goldberg was actually a special guest on the show. And the girl goes into the police station, and she's giving, like, her testimony. And... Then Whoopi takes like a pussy and like throws it in a pile of other pussies. Oh shit! And she's like, "All right, here another pussy," and throws it in a pile. Oh fuck! And it's just like showing like how victims can be treated, like from cops, from uh, 
people at, you know, the people, the powers that be at school where they just are like, oh, okay, we wrote down the incident and like not really caring. It was also a really strong scene when she was at her family barbecue and she was looking at her. Assaulter? At her, yeah, because it was someone in her family. Um, mm. And he's over there cutting the, cutting the ham and, you know, Damn. laughing with her mom and aunties. And like, she just felt so silenced. Like her voice just disappeared. Um, you all should really check out that episode. Damn, I still have yet to watch that show after the first Yeah, I need to watch. I need to catch yeah. up. What I wonder, though, is, like, if we equated or, like, we treated rape and assault the same way we did, like, you know, murder. Because if you walked around and you were like, this person murdered this person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, obviously you can say I was murdered because she would be dead. But, you know, like, we look at murder and we see it so, like, gravely. But right. I think that we don't look at rape the same way but like that is so, that is such a violation like that person will forever be traumatized you know what yeah. i mean like that person will forever have to live with that happening to them and it's something that if someone does that like we also need to consider like psychologically like what the hell is going on with them it, right. there's so many levels to like like rape culture like we were saying cuz i'm thinking even about in college when you know, friends of mine told me that they were assaulted, but like tried to kind of like sweep it under the rug or just like how often it happens to people and thinking how casual in conversation it can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like that is a serious situation. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. And these yeah. people just walk around campus, like this one kid, like, raped one of my friends and literally I would like see him out at parties. I would see him like in the streets and I would just be like, wow, like I know that you raped my friend, you know, but like she doesn't want me to do anything about it. Also, I think it's important to note that rape, I feel like rape people are like, okay, that's bad. Right. Right. If you forcibly, um, pin down, pin down and violently rape someone, that's bad. But similarly, like, well, if you're on a crowded train Gross. and you're rubbing your dick on someone's ass, that's bad too. That happens. To I me. mean, that's that happens all the time. Yeah, so often that there are signs too. on the MTA trains. I could about I that. Mean, what? But like, what are you supposed fuck? to do? What are you supposed to do? Because no, because you gotta hope that someone might have your back on the train. Right. It, it's so. It's like such a helpless feeling, and it's just like if people could just understand not to do that shit. Mm-hmm. That happened to me once and I didn't say anything and I felt so like wrong for not saying anything. And then when it happened to me the second time, I was like, get the fuck off me. That happened to you again? Damn. So freaked out. He was like, so fucking startled. And I was like, get your fucking dick off of me. And everyone on the train was like, oh my God. Yes. And I was like, what What about about my day and went to work or like to school or whatever, where I was going. But I was like, no, fuck that. Because the first time that it happened to me, I was like, I felt so uncomfortable. And I was like, is this person like humping me? Like, I know. You're like, around. I can't, like, I can't tell. But niggas be doing that. I can't believe this. Oh, you have had this experience too. Damn. Yes. thing that be happening. MTA has signs up. Like, that is disgusting. Sexual assault is fuck. not okay. That's assault. That is assault. You dead humped my butt. Yeah. I remember this shit happened and I, a chair opened and I swoop, hopped in the chair as soon as it came. And then moments later this woman did pull the shot and was like get the fuck off off me so i'm like damn so you moved from me to another woman like you just been humping people yeah what the fuck is wrong with you you're disgusting well remember 
I guess that's a different situation. But really quick, what about catcalling? Because I am on the fence. I'll say it honestly. Uh Like I was speaking to my white friend the other day who moved into a predominantly black neighborhood. And she's like, I feel so violated, da, 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 da. And I don't know if it has to do with her being white, being in a black neighborhood, that my visceral reaction was, girl. (laughs) Right. Like, just cuss them out then. Tell them to shut the fuck up or something. I don't know. But like, also, it happened to me the other day and I was like, shit, I really don't like this. At all. Like, I don't like the fact that you're like screaming at me and like, like say, you could say good morning. I don't mind stuff like that. But like, some of them be ODing. Like, yeah. Like, your body is up for, like, public consumption for a man to tell you the way it makes him feel and to right. yell it out at you. Right. Like, mm. you are not a person. Like, what kind of shit is that? And I, I was... Damn, I was when you word it like too. that. Right. It's just like, this is how I feel about you, and I'm going to just say it. Like, And you would what? never do that to a nigga that could square up and punch the shit never out of you. Never going to yell nothing to them. That was that. also an episode of Random Acts of Flatness. Oh, girl, I need to tune into this program. Yeah, there was an episode where, like, this girl was getting catcalled, and then all of a sudden it, like, does, like, this reverse thing, and then it's, like, a bunch of men catcalling each other, and, like, it's so strange, and, like, just watching it, it's, like, that doesn't happen. Oh, like, shit. That's hilarious. He's like, yo, put a smile on your face, son. <laughs> and like, they're I'm just, dead. And like, they're all just doing it to each other. And it's like so strange and like never happens. It's, yo, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's fuck. But it's crazy though because, okay, so many parts, like when I was in high school, I used to live for that shit. I used to be such a, such a fucking bird, honestly. Right. When you want I'm a little like, attention. Oh, me. <laughs> like doing the Ew, most. Now with the tongue out. Now with, the, with the tongue out, like doing stuff in my neck. Like, oh, <laughs> like if I left out the house and I didn't hear not a cat call, I'm like, oh shit. Sunny, right today. But I also <laughs> realized I was just so insecure about my body at the time. Mm. And I was developing in this like rapid way where my, I had like a huge ass and a small ass waist. But I was only like, <laughs> 15 or whatever 14 so i felt also like awkward about my body because a lot of other girls didn't have it so then hearing from these men that it looked good made me feel like okay so something about how i look is correct right but it was really disgusting as fuck and now people today be like like in nowadays are like you sexy as fuck or like say stuff like that and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like that shit is jarring right that's mad aggressive it's so aggressive like you're beautiful is one thing, but I you're sexy that. as you fuck. Sexy as fuck. Like, whoa. Or, or when you're having a bad day and somebody's like, yo, put a smile on your face. It's the like, fuck? you don't know what happened to me. How you know my grandma didn't just die? The whole time. Like, this come on. annoying as fuck, yo. But I do think there is some part, some, some of it is a part of the culture and a part of the right. community where people That's are saying, why I didn't like when a white girl said it. and stuff like that. Like, the, the, the nigga said good morning. <laughs> like, it's okay. Even though that good morning is loaded with his shit right sometimes like yeah. <laughs> god it's sometimes so I like a great good morning, beautiful i do um but shade you put it you put it on the dock about what people could do if they're experiencing any of these things yes so we felt like you know if we were gonna share and talk about this like there are possibly listeners that have experienced this so there is a hotline um the company's called Rained. So it's Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. It's the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. And they have a hotline. So it's 800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. And I mean, really, if this has happened to you or anyone and you don't feel 
you know, comfortable reporting it, you know, hopefully you'll feel comfortable to confide or share it to someone, even if that someone is just like a stranger on the phone, because I can't imagine Mm. what it feels like to go through that alone. And like, just knowing that like, it is never your fault. Like it is literally never your fault. Like through this whole thing, um, when I was talking to friends about this fucking asshole who might go to the Supreme court, um, they shared to me that they were assaulted by a friend of theirs and it took them like four years to really like accept that they didn't do anything wrong. They were like asking themselves, like, what did I do? Like, how did I not make this, you know, clear? Or Mm -hmm. like, how did I like bring this upon myself? Like, why did, why, like, um, she said that she like froze when it happened, like couldn't like even move. And that was so fucking sad because she was like, you know, so many people might say like, well, why didn't you just get up or like push him off? And she's like, literally like I froze, like I couldn't move. And I kept saying like, you should have moved. You should have got up. Like you should have done something. But like, no matter what, like that person is a fucking rapist and they need help and you are never at fault for someone raping you. So yeah, it's, And really quickly, um, I know we're obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I feel like we're kind of geared to black women. But I just want to quickly say that like men go through this too. And and a lot of men feel like they also can't speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, Terry Crews just popped up into my head. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was doing all of his um, Me Too stuff, um, testifying saying how like these uh hollywood execs like grabbed his genitals and Mm -hmm. all this stuff i remember 50 cent uh was joking about it on instagram and was like that big nigga couldn't do anything and it's like imagine how that feels Mm -hmm. when you're a male victim and you feel like you're silenced too because you're you weren't man enough quote unquote Obviously, that's not what I feel, right. but you you didn't do anything about it. And I'm thinking about, like, the football players. Um, I'm blanking on exactly where. Or, like, in Catholic churches or in churches, period, um, mm-hmm. where it oh, happens yes. to little boys. So it's not it's, – that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's not a women's issue. Like, it's literally a human, a human issue. issue. Yeah. And, yeah. I was going to add, and on that subject, especially when it pertains to black men, I think Terry Crews also said, like, who am I to like exert myself in some physical way in this party? Right. Like he doesn't, first of all, people with power, of course he's using his executive status in Hollywood to have this power over him. Right. But also if he's this black man, it's using this force. It just, there's so many levels to that with this whole, like black men are like these brutes or like aggressive. And I, you know, I was talking to a black man about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like, to be honest, if I'm being honest with you, I've had women like grab me and mm-hmm. stuff and like I felt really grossed out about it and I didn't want them to do it. But if I like pushed her or shoved her, that could have turned into a whole nother issue. Exactly. Similarly, yeah. he's had his white coworker because it's a joke that Dave Chappelle would make on his show, like how white guys be doing that shit mm-hmm. like grabbing each other's dicks oh, yeah, and they do. It's like they, putting it's their like dick in each other's that. face like it's a joke. Whereas, like, culturally, a black man is not with that, right? Like, it's not funny. Um, and th- these are obviously stereotypes, so, like, I don't mean to offend, but he was, my guy was, t- the guy I was talking to is a black man, and he said his white coworker, like, they were hanging out, they got really drunk, and the white guy, like, starts rubbing his dick on him, and he's like, yo, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But he's this big black guy, 
So he has to constantly toe that line exactly. uh, of if I flip out right now, what's the upside? Exactly. So he's like, in those situations, he just leaves. There's so many ways that people get silenced by yeah. other social factors. Yeah. And I guess sort of related to this, I wanted to add one more stat. It's that 47% of transgender people are sexually assaulted at some point in their lifetime. Wow. And then among those, 53% of the those are black, like 53% of black trans women are assaulted at some time. In their so life more than half. People. Right. And I think there's a whole idea around silencing there too. And there's all of this sort of, there's this culture of people feeling like they can have rights to, to trans people's bodies because they become this, I mean, there's so many levels, but there, there's people that are working within sex work where they're assaulted in that, in that field. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's just so much more we could go on this issue. Um, maybe we'll have a part two eventually yeah. when we can decompress a bit. But um, the black girl doing shit. Shall I do oh, well, before we get that? into that, mm-hmm. um, if you're asking yourself, what can I do? I'm asking myself this question because I was recently driving through Long Beach, California, and I saw a crowd of white women with support Kavanaugh signs, and I no wanted fucking. to die. So, wow. yeah. What is wrong yeah. with these people? So, um, in you California, can... that's shocking. I know, but like California gets kind of weird. They ain't all the people way. People think it that it's liberal as you think. I yeah, people blue. think it's mm-hmm. super blue, but like there are so many pockets of red, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this website called whipthevote.org. You can see where your senator stands on Kavanaugh and um, you're able to reach out to them. They like have a whole script that you can either call them or email them. And a lot of activists are really trying to stress like to people not to just like lose hope and to really just push and call and get out and protest and obviously vote (laughs) like November midterm elections, like as much as people might think like it doesn't matter, like your vote matters and mm-hmm. we have to keep voting and we have to keep pushing. I'm really, really curious to see what happens now. Um, I had a friend, actually a white male friend who said that he believes that Trump is going to be in a lot of shit because he, he quote says the white women that voted for him are fed up with him. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> fingers I crossed see. on that one. Yeah. And um, black girl doing shit is Tamika Mallory. So she's one of the um, co-presidents of the Women's March. So just wanted to shout her out. Um, I was reading a lot of articles about all the protesters and how many women were out protesting outside of the hearing. And I think like 70 plus people were arrested. Um, I'm not 100% sure if she was there, but you know, she's our black girl doing shit, no shade, but she black. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want to shout out Bob Bland and Linda Sarsour. I don't know. I might be butchering her last name. Um, they're all the Sarsour. Sarsour. Um, she's from Brooklyn, actually, Palestinian. Um, they are also members of the Women's March, and they were actually arrested while they were protesting. So shout outs to them for like getting in there, getting their hands dirty, and just like continuing to fight for women's rights. Shout out to all the women that were out there protesting because. 
even though we're in these shitty, shitty, shitty times, it's amazing to see that so many people are out there and they're supporting. Hell yeah. yeah. I wanted to add one more, actually. Roxane Gay, who's an essayist, black woman, came out with a book earlier in the summer called Not That Bad, Dispatches from Rape Culture. Um, it's an essay collection, different stories um, by a variety of black women writers. Gabrielle Union has a piece in it alongside wow. of several other uh, notable writers. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to read that. Gabrielle Union is like a writer now. Um, all right. Don't be shady. No, she had a <laughs> book that, pe- that did really well, actually. Okay. <laughs> so everyone with me, take a deep breath. Um, I just want to change that energy real quick and shift gears majorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is October. And in two weeks, Black Girls Texting is having an event, October 13th. It's a Saturday. Again, that is Saturday, October 13th at Cafe Erzuli in Brooklyn. Um, I don't know the exact address, but just Google Cafe Erzuli, E-R-Z-U-L-I-E. It'll pop right up. There's no other one. Um, it's in Brooklyn. It's from three o'clock to 8 PM. It is a day party, probably your last day party before it gets cold. So you (laughs) want to be there. We have giveaways. We have a live show. And then, so we're going to have a live show first and then we're going to party, party, party our butts off. Um, Charles Pinky is going to do a DJ set. Charles Pinky is doing a DJ set. It's on 894 Broadway. Thank you, Jim. In Brooklyn, though, not the Broadway Manhattan. And did I miss anything, ladies? I think that's that. Sade? No, so we're also, we also have another event that following week, that following Monday. This one's a little more exclusive. So we love all the listeners, but this will be um, a little bit more intimate, hosted at a private club. However, at the party, we're going to be doing a little bit of a, um, a drawing for two lucky attendees to be able to come to this event. So you'll have to follow us on the gram. So this means you need to come to the party. Yeah. You need to come up to us, follow us on the gram, and then we'll do like a random drawing to have some two amazing members join us. We have a very special guest that we can't announce right now, but you guys will be really excited to see this person. So even more incentive to attend giveaways and potential to go to this exclusive party. Oh, exclusive. and one more thing about the event on Saturday, October 13th at Cafe Erzuli in Brooklyn, 894 Broadway. Um, it's $5 after five, but if you come before five and you want to donate because it costs money to do this, uh, feel free to donate money because right now we're paying for it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Also, um, in order to get in, you're going to have to subscribe to the podcast. So you're not allowed in the doors unless you've subscribed. So maybe you could do that ahead of time. Save yourself the trouble at the door. (laughs) But it's going to be lit. Like we have DJs. We have, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. So come ready to drink. Um, Anything else, ladies? Nah. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. Um, we hope this episode wasn't too hard, um, but start some conversations with your male friends, especially, I'd say. Like, 
I feel like sometimes guys are uncomfortable talking about this stuff. Talk to them about it so that they, you know, let's start the dialogue, change the yeah. culture, shift the culture. Yeah. I'm Chelsea Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat on IG. I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. Make sure you follow us. Bye. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.